You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Appreciate you joining me today. It is Friday, December 4th. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host, and bringing you the show today, as always. Appreciate you tuning in whenever and however you're doing it. A uh, lot to get to this evening. First of all, we'll hit on uh, some news that affects TCU in bowl season. An interesting note that came down tonight as I'm recording this on Thursday. And we'll also hit keys to the game for the Oklahoma State game that's coming up tomorrow. Uh, that'll be here in segment one. In segment two, we'll get into the Big 12 Conference. What are their games being played this week? What news is going down? Um, and, and sort of the latest and greatest in the conference. And in our final segment, we'll hit on games winding down now as I'm talking at this moment uh, when I'm recording this. TCU has a 10-point lead on Northwestern State with about six minutes left. And I uh, got that up while I'm doing the pod here. But I believe by segment three that'll be final. So I'll break down the impressions I had of TCU basketball tonight. But first, uh, some breaking news of sorts. If you looked at bowl projections the last month or so, uh, the majority of bowl projections I've seen has TCU playing in the Armed Forces Bowl, which is in Fort Worth. And it's at Eamon G. Carter. It would make sense. You just play the game there in your home stadium. And most prognosticators had them playing either SMU or Houston in that game. Well, curveball tonight... Uh, apparently, since the Las Vegas Bowl is not going to happen, and that originally was a bowl game that was tied in with the Pac-12, the Armed Forces Bowl has decided to become a bowl game for the Pac-12 and SEC. So there's not a Big 12 tie-in for that game. I don't know what you know the reasoning for that was. I, I didn't know you could switch uh, bowl affiliations mid-season. Not even mid-season. I mean, we're down to the end of the season, basically. Uh, but that's the case. So TCU is not going to play in the Armed Forces Bowl. Now, another projection that I've seen is the First Responders Bowl, which is in Dallas. So I guess that could be a possibility. And SMU would make sense for that game as well. Uh, the Frogs are playing La Tech in their final regular season game of, of the year. I hope, and I mean, I'm, I'm not speculating that it will. I just, I know that if they lose to Oklahoma State tomorrow, then you finish the season four and five in Big 12 play, and that would put you seventh. And before tonight, the Big 12 had seven bowl games that they were affiliated with. So I hope this doesn't somehow bump uh, the Frogs out of postseason play because I'd like to see them in a bowl game this year. But we'll, we'll see how it all goes down. But they're not going to play in the Armed Forces Bowl, and we'll monitor that situation moving forward. But keys to the game against Oklahoma State – and ways that you uh, can find a, a way to not lose that game and win and finish 5-4 and four in Big 12 play, which I think given that everything that's happened this year would be a great way to end the season and uh, a nice record to sort of hang your hat on. But first off, TCU's got to slow down Oklahoma State's running game. And Chuba Hubbard and Nellie Brown are questionable. Both guys did not play last week. They were banged up. We know who Chuba Hubbard is. He's got over 600 yards on the season. He torched TCU in Stillwater last year. Uh, but even if those guys are out, Desmond Jackson had a great game against Texas Tech. 
He ran for 100-plus yards, had a couple touchdowns. So the TCU defense is going to have to find a way to slow down that run game. And on that same note, uh, Oklahoma State's best lineman, um, Tevin Jenkins, opted out of the season after an injury a couple weeks ago. So can this defensive line for the Frogs get to the quarterback and make Spencer Sanders uncomfortable? Because Spencer Sanders can be inconsistent. He's will turn the ball over. He's thrown five interceptions this year. He's fumbled the ball a few times. So there's an opportunity there to make plays and get in his face and force him into bad decisions. So if the Frogs can do that, uh, that's going to be a huge benefit because I, I do not see this team running up and down the field in a, a track meet type situation with the Pokes. So you're going to have to find a way to force turnovers and get the ball in plus territory and give your offense an opportunity to make plays. Also, Tylen Wallace, a monster of a wide receiver. We know that well. He did not play in the TCU game last year because he tore his ACL. Uh, a couple of years ago, he matched up with Jeff Gladney, and Jeff did a fantastic job on him. This week, I assume Travis Hodges Tomlinson is going to get that assignment the majority of the time. So can THT, uh, you know, compete and play well against Tylen and at least not let him just sort of have his way um, going over the top and making plays because he's big, he's physical, he's fast. I mean, he's got all the tools. He's got over 700 yards receiving this year. So that's going to be another huge matchup because you know Gary's going to play a lot of man coverage and he's going to challenge – these corners to find a way to forcing completions and get past breakups and make Wallace and the rest of that Oklahoma State receiving core's life really, really difficult. So how do they hold up against Tylen Wallace? And then finally, I mean, I, I don't really know what to say about the passing game on offense. I don't think it's going to magically get fixed this week. Uh, I wish I was more optimistic, but Max has not – throwing the ball well since the second half or excuse me since the first half of the Baylor game and I don't think it's completely his fault I mean we've talked about it at length that the play calling is very vanilla and they don't seem to trust him and maybe he's possibly banged up but if you can see any improvement this week that would be amazing uh you're not going to beat Oklahoma State going three for 11 now if it's three for 11 on three touchdown passes maybe that's a different story but it's just not a, a recipe for success. Um, I don't feel like that you're going to run for 337 yards on Oklahoma State tomorrow. So you're going to have to generate something in that passing game. And, again, I wish I was more optimistic about it, but we're on week four or five of this saga um, where it just feels like you're playing with one hand behind your back. And I hope we get an explanation for that one day. It doesn't make any sense to me, but is there any improvement in this passing game? Can you get anything going, um, you know, in that intermediate passing game and, and move the chains when you have to? Coming up next, let's uh, look around the Big 12, see what games are going on this week, and preview those. But before we do that, let's talk about Coors Light. We do it every day. Coors Light is the beer that's made to chill. It's uh, it's what I choose when I need to unwind, and Coors Light understands you don't get nearly enough downtime, nearly enough uninterrupted me time. And when you do, you need to have a plan. You need to know what you're going to kick back and relax with. And you should kick back and relax with a cold Coors Light. Uh, it's cold lagered. It's cold brewed. It's literally the beer and the beverage that's made to chill. 
it's the one I reach for when I want to unwind. So when you need to kick back, relax, reset, and recharge, grab a cold Coors Light. And you can get it sent straight to your door. If you go to get.coorslight.com, you can get Coors Light sent straight to your door. Again, that's get.coorslight.com. And please always remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Back here on Locked On Horn Frogs, Stephen Simcox here with you at ESPN. Uh, <laughs> almost said ESPN Central Texas. I think I'm doing my day job. No, this is my podcast. Uh, Stephen Simcox from Locked On Horn Frogs here with you, and I'm thankful that you're uh, joining in with me today. TCU and Oklahoma State tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. on ESPN two. I'm looking at the line right now. The Pokes are two point favorites, so they think it's gonna be a close game. Vegas thinks it's gonna be a close game. Um, the Frogs have, you know, played some teams tough. You hope it's a much better experience than we saw up in Morgantown when they took on West Virginia. But Oklahoma State has a good offense. They have very salty defense, so it's gonna be a challenge for the Frogs on Saturday, and we'll see how they do. Elsewhere in the Big 12, Texas and Kansas State. That's another 11 a.m. game on Fox. Really have no idea how Texas is going to come out in this one. Uh, It's been a tumultuous week. Tom Herman, every single day there's an update on his job status. It's no secret that the boosters want Urban Meyer to take that job and replace him. Um, Kansas State has fallen apart over the past few weeks, though. Will Howard and that offense, uh, they're really struggling. Baylor was able to edge them out in Waco on Saturday. The Horns had some opt-outs this week. Sam Cosme, their best offensive lineman, not playing. Um, Caden Stearns, one of their better secondary pieces and their hard-hitting safety, not playing. Today, According to uh, Horns 247, Keontae Ingram, one of their running backs, uh, came in from Carthage, was a highly touted recruit. He apparently is going to opt out and enter into the transfer portal. So they'll be without him. Sam Sam Ellinger's last regular season game in a Texas uniform. Um, This is going to be a fascinating one. And I think ultimately the Horns pull this out because I just feel like even as messed up as things are for them right now, Kansas State has fallen on such hard times over the past few weeks that I wouldn't be surprised to see them sort of pack it in, especially if they get off to a tough start. So I like the Horns to win this. I don't think it saves Herman's job or anything. And I forgot, Texas does have one more game after this. They play Kansas next week, which I'm sure that'll be primetime television. But, um, yeah, Texas, I feel like they get it done. Very interested to see, though, how they respond in this one and how they play against Kansas State team that still has a good defense and and just can't really figure things out on offense. Kansas is going to play Texas Tech on Saturday. That game is at 11 a.m. also. It's on FS2. Wouldn't waste my time watching that one if I were you. Uh, I think the – Red Raiders pulled this one out and went handily. Um, KU's had some bad teams. That team that the Frogs played in Lawrence last week might be the worst one of the bunch. I mean, they they just they're really bad. And sorry for less miles and that crew, but uh, yeah, that thing's not turning around anytime soon. West Virginia and Iowa State. This is uh, this is an interesting one. West Virginia 
is going to be missing a lot of players, a number of players apparently due to positive COVID tests and contact tracing. But as of when I'm recording this tonight, um, the game's still on, so they're still going to play. I really wish the years were at full strength because even though this one's in Ames, um, I just think they're a really tough, hard-nosed football team, and they could give Iowa State some fits. But since they're not, I think Iowa State probably wins fairly easily, and with a victory, Iowa State would uh, cement their place in the Big 12 championship game. Matt Campbell, man, he's a heck of a coach. And, uh, yeah, doing a great job at Iowa State. Uh, Brees Hall's an absolute monster. And the clones are doing all this really without Brock Purdy having a great season. I mean, he's been fine. Like, he's been serviceable. You know, he's making things happen. Um, he's still a good quarterback. But he was supposed to be the leader of this team. And really immediately you saw, no, it's it's all about Brees Hall. It's about this offensive line. Uh, Matt Campbell teams are always really good defensively. But, yeah, I mean, they just uh, – they find ways to get it done. And they're the number nine team in the country right now. You know, if Texas really wanted to do this – and, hey, if they get Urban Meyer, I mean, that's fantastic. Like, it would honestly be a great hire. I, I can't criticize that hire other than to say, you know, he's probably going to leave in a few years. But he's won national championships in two different spots. But if you're not going to get Urban Meyer and you actually want to go get a good football coach and not just a splashy name, Matt Campbell's a heck of a football coach, and they should be kicking the tires on uh, on his interest and seeing where he's at. I don't think they will. And I feel like Matt Campbell really wants a Big Ten job. Uh, that's what he's holding out for. But that's the type of guy they should be going after uh, and, and not just always these big fish names that they like to hitch themselves to. And finally, Baylor and Oklahoma, 7 o'clock game in Norman. Uh, the Sooners also dealing with some COVID issues. They're shorthanded with the team and with the coaching staff. Bob Stoops is going to step in and be an assistant coach this week, just filling in and trying to help those guys out. Um, I still like Oklahoma in this one, but it's hard because we're not going to know who's missing until they take the field Saturday night. So... I don't think it's going to be like Spencer Rattler or Marvin Mims or anybody who you would think off the top of your head is hugely important. But I can't say that for a fact because I don't know. Um, so that'll be an interesting one to watch. It's on Fox at 7 o'clock that night. Keep your eye on that. Who's playing? Because Oklahoma still has to win these games to get in the Big 12 title game. And, you know, Baylor is improving. They're getting better. Uh, I don't expect them to win, obviously, in Norman. But... That was a, a nice win for them last week against K-State and feels like maybe Charlie Brewer has started to finally put some positive things together and Larry Fedora might be figuring out what they want to do with them and what they need to do with them. So that's your Big 12 slate for this week, and we'll see uh, where Tom Herman's job status is after these games wrap up on Saturday. Coming up, we'll uh, talk some TCU basketball. Man, we're in action against Northwestern State tonight. We'll break that down next. But first, let's talk about Built Go. Uh, I tell you about Built Bar all the time. They're delicious protein bars. And the same people that make you Built Bar and bring you that product, they also have a energy solution called uh, Built Go. And it's a small one-and-a-half-ounce energy solution. It can fit in your bag. It can fit uh, in your gym bag, in your work bag whatever it might be, um, it's there, it's convenient, and it comes in a couple really good flavors. 
Uh, one is peanut butter honey. One's chocolate coconut, and one's chocolate mint. It has natural products in it. It has uh, protein in it. Um, it combines protein with a energy gel. It's fast absorbing, so it gets in your system fast, and it's easy on the stomach. It'll pick you up quickly. It's uh, the perfect thing to have when you're on the go. Built Go, and if you go to builtgo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, you can get 20% off your order. So go to builtgo.com, use the promo code LOCKED, and get 20% off your order today. Locked on Horn Frogs, final segment, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Um, and in this final segment, we'll talk some TCU basketball. TCU men get a win tonight over Northwestern State. But before we do that and before we break that game down, I want to tell you, I've been telling you all week about Locked On NFL. One of the great things about the Locked On Network is there's a lot of different parts and different areas to it. And they cover the NFL like a glove. Uh, they have a podcast for every single team in the league. And they also have shows every day just looking at the national landscape of the league. And if you want to make some money, want to make some cash betting on sports, then tune in to uh, Locked On NFL every Friday. Your boy Q and Bo Brock are going to be joined by a betting expert and analyst from the Action Network and get your full weekend preview and Sunday six-pack of winning bets every Friday on Locked On NFL. And I can vouch. If I can vouch for one person, I can vouch for Q because Q, I work with him every day at the radio station ESPN Central Texas. He's the one that put me on the network in the first place. Good dude. So Locked On NFL, listen to the Friday editions with Q and Bo Brock and uh, just hear what they have to say and – Check out the Action Network guys who are going to bring you some great advice on betting if you're into gambling and into making some cash, which I know we all are. So, final segment here on Locked on Horn Frogs. I want to talk about TCU basketball. They get a victory tonight, 74-68 to over Northwestern State. And, I mean, I don't want to be too negative. Uh, Northwestern State played Tech a few days ago, and they lost 101-58. to um, They were ranked 254th in RPI. This should be a game that TCU handles pretty easily. It was not. They trailed at one point in the second half. It was close pretty much throughout. Pulled away a little bit at the end. They did have a 10-point lead with a minute left. Northwestern State made a little bit of a run. But not a fantastic night for the Frogs. They do hold on, though, and they do win. I don't want to cheapen that. They got it done. They're 3-0 and on the season. You know, the thing that surprised me here is they've played really good defense and given up 68 points. I mean, that's not – crazy but northwestern state you would hope uh maybe wouldn't score that much and the demon shot about 40 percent from the field so um i guess I can't complain too much looking at the numbers i just thought this would be more of a blowout your leader tonight though rj nimhard had 23 points he was fantastic and he was red hot all game 9 of 17 from the field um he was one of four from three four or six from the line so, he had a great game. Um, I mean, your main guy stepped up, Kevin Samuel, again, 12 points in 15 boards. He was 5 of 8 from the field. Really wish they'd find a way to get Kev the ball more. Um, I think he can be a big weapon offensively. I just I don't think he gets enough touches, and I don't feel like he finishes enough around the rim when he does get opportunities. But he had a double-double again this evening. Um, P.J. Fuller had his best game of the season, uh, 13 points. Hit a couple threes with actually three of four from three, which is encouraging because, you know, shooting that jumper is not typically his bag and his game, but he was getting it done tonight. So good to see that from P.J. I was uh, really scratching my head as to why he didn't play more in the Hall of Fame Classic 
over the weekend. But nice to see that he got back in the rotation and was effective tonight. And R.J. Nimhard playing big-time minutes and getting points is is really good. Uh, Mike Miles only had five points in the night. He's sort of slowed down. You, you still see the potential there. But after that huge game against Houston Baptist, he slowed down a little bit. And I don't know if that's just um, – you know, getting more guys healthy and back on the court, or if that's um, him sort of adjusting to college basketball on some teams, seeing, oh, that guy's pretty good. Let's let's put the clamps on him. But, um, again, a night where he didn't score a ton. Jaden Ledee back on the floor for the first time this year, 11 points, 5 of 8 from the field. He was playing well. Um, they were able, especially in the second half, to get good looks. They got quality looks really all game long. Did not shoot the ball from three particularly well and kept coming back to that um, when it felt like they could get to the rim and and make some things happen that way but they do hold on there 4-0 on the season and they get Oklahoma next and this will be a the next three well really the next four games um, you play OU Providence Texas A&M and Oklahoma State and OU and Oklahoma State I mean they're sort of right where TCU is you know as far as being projected to be in the middle of the pack in the league. Um, Providence is a middle-of-the-road Big East team. Texas A&M, an SEC team in their second year uh, with Buzz Williams there as their coach. They're expected to be better. They made some big strides last season. So good measuring stick games coming up. And it starts with their conference opener Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock against Oklahoma Curious to see how they play in that one. Would be great if R.J. Nimhard could keep his hot performance going up, especially on the offensive end. And uh, they play hard. They play good defense. I mean, I always believe in Jamie Dixon's squads because of that. Would just like to see them get some more consistency on the offensive side of the ball. That'll do it for Locked on Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Don't forget, on Mondays, I talk with Matt Jennings, my guy Matt. He'll break down TCU football with us. Win or lose, he'll uh, break down the game that we saw against Oklahoma State on Saturday. Thanks for listening. Go Frogs. I'll talk to you Monday.